This is Southern Tier Close-Up on News Radio 1290, WNBF Binghamton, and WNBF.com. And this is the Southern Tier Close-Up, a weekly public affairs presentation of this station. Joining me from the Goodwill Theater and the Shore Family Firehouse stage, Nyma Crajan, welcome to the program. I called you Rum Tum Tugger earlier before we went <laughs> We'll just leave it at that for people in the know, okay? It'll be our inside you, thing. You got it. <laughs> How the heck are you, Nyma? You know, we are doing great. Uh, we've wrapped up our um, our tent series, and we stayed out there as long as we could because we got great audiences. We got new people coming to see shows. It's it's just been been wonderful. But uh, on uh, October first, we moved back into the firehouse, and um, you know, and the firehouse is is safe, warm, has upgraded HVAC, we put in new windows so we can open them up and exchange air, we painted, we steamed. I mean, it's it's going to be a great season. That kind of stuff, um, obviously we've had a little over a year and a half to prepare for making these um, provisions and, and such when it comes to everything COVID-related, but that stuff costs money. You guys have been working for years now with the renovation of the Goodwill Theater and, you know, keeping things going and updated and good shows coming in and everything at the firehouse stage. What kind of crimp in your style does having to do those kinds of HVAC upgrades and, and that kind of stuff, you know, what does that do to the bottom line for, you know, a, a, a little theater performing arts right. company? Well, it, it was definitely very, very difficult, and raising the money to go out in the tent was, was difficult, but I am so grateful to the community. The business community stepped up to the plate. My board stepped up to the plate. People in the community gave us donations, and that allowed us to, to do shows so that we could keep to our mission. And then the United Way gave us an, an emergency uh, pandemic grant that helped us put in the windows. We, we owned the windows already. Um, and they had been approved by Shippo, but we uh, we couldn't we didn't have the money to put them in on the first floor. So um, so they gave us that money, which was part of pandemic relief. Uh, once again, we you know we've gone for every little tiny bit of funding that there is out there. Um, I've never prospected so hard for dollars, but I have to say there's there's some programs out there that were extremely helpful. They were very difficult uh, to do, and um, I I. Uh, Buy my bookkeeper, you know, with with whatever gifts I can give him, vegetables, <laughs> brownies, cupcakes, <laughs> because he really had to work hard this year. But and, uh, you know, and it's hard for us too. our staff doesn't usually have um, programming going right into our season. We usually have July and August off uh, to prepare and to get the building ready. But we were doing shows right up to the minute. So. Uh, my staff didn't have much vacation, but then again, they were furloughed at the, you know, at, you know, in March, right. March, April. And, and that, you know, that was their, I guess, vacation. <laughs> so. Some vacation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the other thing that was kind of cool, you and I had spoken when you were getting ready to get the tent all going and everything, that it was met with such great enthusiasm from other performing arts organizations that you were able to also help others in the community that wanted to fill that void that some people were th- were feeling with everything being shut down uh, in March of last year. That's true. We were, um, we were able to work with Prospect Theater out of Manhattan. 
they came up and filmed things under SAG-AFTRA um, with a lot of help from UHS um, and guidance to make sure everybody was safe. Uh, we also had our summer camp out in the tent that was um, SRO had their summer uh, summer camp out there because they wouldn't uh, be able to do it otherwise. The opera used our space. Uh, and then uh, we also did a collaboration with SRO and Robert Rogers uh, Puppets so that um, he was able to make a little money and we were able to put on a show for kids. And um, SRO was able to put on a show and have some dollars go into their pocket and keep their people engaged. So so we, we felt that we did serve the arts community uh, very well in addition to serving our patrons. Well, one thing that was kind of cool about that, I was with some people over the summer and it it made you guys visible. It, it, oh, yeah. You, you know, people, people <laughs> would have been driving by maybe have seen cars around the old Johnson City Fire Station and say, oh, there's a lot of cars around here, but not put two and two together. There's something big going on. But they see these throngs of people under the tent go, what, what, what's that? And I go, well, gee, don't you, you know, haven't you looked at our news articles that we've been talking about with what they've been doing with this great tent and performances and say, so it was something that got you guys out of the cloak of darkness of inside a brick and mortar building. That's very true. A lot, a lot of the work that we've done, um, in both of the buildings and all our program, obviously they're, they're inside. Yeah. So, you know, some people don't know we're there. Uh, we also, by doing the first floor windows and, and a couple of years ago, we did the rest of the new windows on the firehouse. I think it makes it look alive and uh, so that it doesn't look like it's one of those empty buildings in Johnson City. And, the, you know, the university and, uh, you know, our organization, we have purchased some um, uh, slum buildings and torn them down, which has also then, you know, uh, magnifies the the majesty of the two legacy buildings that we own, the Goodwill Theater building itself. Now you can really see the grandeur of it. And then you can also see that the uh, the firehouse building itself is a, is a fabulous building. We just got some funding uh, through Donna Lopardo's office to be able to finish the engineering studies and finish the design work on what's going to happen in the rest of that building because the third floor of the firehouse is slated to be another performance facility. Mm. That's very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we, we have a lot um, going forward with our future. And, yes, the tent was very visible. And it let people visualize what will eventually happen when we connect the two buildings together. So they saw this big tent kind of connecting us, and, and it made people go, oh, okay, I finally get it. Well, having the university right there, that seems to be something that can be a, a really parlayed to your advantage there's so many young people that can help really bring life to that area, and they really have done, as you mentioned, uh, uh, quite the progress on getting rid of eyesores and bladed buildings in that area. So that's got to be a big benefit for you. Yes, I, I actually just got off a phone call with the um, Pharmacy School Advisory Board. I'm on, the, on that board, and they do put our uh, programming up on a screen inside the central area for the students. We've had a number of students who come to our shows, and so we have um, a good collaborative relationship uh, with the pharmacy school. We have the beginnings of one with the nursing school, so we're looking forward to even more of a partnership with the university. Well, it's funny you should mention shows. <laughs> this, yeah. this is called a segue. Shows. Norma. <laughs> we yeah. segue right into, unfortunately, 
By the time this airs, one very exciting show will have already taken place, and that was on October 1st, Portrait of a Queen, the music of Aretha Franklin. Talk about a hot, hot property, you know, right yes, now. Yes, where um, that show we expect to do very well, and I would say that I would be reporting that morning that, hey, you know, it went great because it's a fabulous performer. But that's followed very quickly by our, on the, the third, we have Sarah San Ambrosio coming back, and she has been uh, a wonderful cellist who is international with her reputation. Uh, this time it's going to be the Eroica duo, and so she will be performing with um, Erica um, Nikrenz on piano, and they have been performing together since they were both 12 years old, wow. which is pretty amazing. And she's going to be doing everything from Gershwin to Brahms and a few Italian composers. Um, I can't wait to uh, to hear them do um, Porgy and Beth's Fantasy on you know on the cello and the piano. I think that's going to be absolutely exquisite. Well, that's a big and, soft part in my heart. Is I am just a big sucker for classical music and especially piano and cello and show well, tunes. Well, when you hear it <laughs> in the firehouse, I have to say it's like being on stage with a performer. Because it's such an intimate environment, yeah. and the wood in the space kind of really um, is a velvety uh, way of, um, of being acoustically live, but not harsh. So it's it's an absolutely wonderful environment for for classical music. And of course, then we follow that up, you know, with some jazz. We've got uh, once again another international performer. Uh, Joe Magnarelli, he's a great trumpeter with the Upstate Jazz Collective, high energy bebop. So we're, we're very excited. You know, our jazz, our Monday night jazz, um, uh, enjoy jazz concerts, uh, that we do monthly are really fabulous and they are regional performers and that are made up of many times an, an international component. And that's only $10. So, you know, that's the best buy in town, and that is on October 18th. Um, Before that, we had something really cool. We had scheduled it and had to reschedule it due to the pandemic. But we have the Mayhem Poets, and they are um, three very talented, very cool uh, young men. They have been described as the Simpsons meet Malcolm X at a notorious B.I.G. concert. Okay. So uh, they are... They, you know, they do that hip hop, boom, boom, you know, that kind of stuff. But they also do theater, improv, stand up, and and they talk about the truth of our times, but in a very funny and profound way. Well, so isn't that something that that's another thing that's a, a hot property these days? Well, ever so, since the Biden in, uh, um, inauguration with a, a great interest being sparked in poetry, but even on some of these um, other, you know, pop culture type shows like America's Got Talent and stuff, poets have been really making a splash like they haven't in decades. You know, I think the fact that we've all, maybe maybe we've all been more verbal through this whole pandemic because people have been listening to podcasts, people have been Zooming, People then, you know, so so perhaps the the sound of the word and storytelling is ex- especially coveted at this time. Hmm. We also have uh, Jen Cober coming in um, uh, as the comedian, and she does story type humor. They're hysterical stories, and what makes it funny, of course, is the words she chooses and the way she delivers them. And I think that's also a part of poetry. So 
We also have her blend of comedy coming in October, which is um, the 23rd. And that's going to be, you know, once again, it's, it's story, it's words, it's somebody's personal reflection on something. So, you know, is it is it poetry? Is it story? Is it comment? Is it the universal truth? I don't know. But I can tell you it's all incredibly entertaining. One thing that is wonderful about your perseverance with these projects, with bringing life back to an old firehouse and an old theater, is the fact that the feeling of community in that part of Johnson City, you know, it, it's not quite downtown, it's not quite residential, it's not quite the hospital, but it, it really bringing a sense of community. And speaking of sense of community, when we're talking Halloween, something that's been going on and has been part of you guys since you've taken over that corner is uh, is participating in trunk or treat yes we uh we are very committed to doing things that enhance the neighborhood and include the neighborhood so our trunk or treat has grown every year and now that we have double the parking lot we expect to have double the participation so we're really really looking forward to that it's a safe way for you know kids to dress up and go around and and trick-or-treat, it's, it's something that our staff enjoys, a lot of our volunteers, and all of the, you know, the businesses in the area really come forward. And so do the, um, uh, we have representation from the pharmacy school and other aspects of the, um, of uh, Binghamton University, the hospitals, both hospitals participate. It's, it's a really good event, and we feel really good about it. And this year, uh, Price Chopper came forward and gave us some funding to improve it even more. Oh, that's great. I always hear from um, my buddies in the, the police department that they have such a great time hanging around and watching everything with, with a trunk or treat as well. They're just a bunch of big yeah. kids, too, I have to tell you. <laughs> they they are. And, you know, we always hire a, a policeman to be, you know, at our shows, you know, um, part of it is just to, you know, help people figure out where we are, where do they pull in, where do they park, you know, but also to just have a, a safe presence. And I, the, they love the shows. They really enjoy the shows. And, you know, why not let the police have a good time every once in a while, you know? Why not, you know? Yeah, shout and, out. And let them show their, their positive side and also let them get to know the neighborhood a little better. So Absolutely. We try to be as welcoming as we can to all members of our society. Where can people find out more information about the shows, the ticketing, all that kind of stuff that's coming up with, with your they programs? They can call our box office, which is 772-2404. And as soon as you hear my voice saying hello, you can just hit 301. It'll take you right straight to Kelly, our box office person. And uh, she is just incredible. And then you can go online to firehousestage.org. So that's F-I-R-E-H-O-U-S-E-S-T-A-G-E dot O-R-G. And everything is on there, including the chance to buy a raffle ticket. So we have an incredible raffle, and we pull that ticket December 1st. So it's in time for your holiday shopping. You can win $10,000, and there's other eight other chances to win. So... You can also do that online. Well, that's pretty exciting. Thank you so much for being my guest. We are out of time. And uh, break a leg, you old theater cat, you. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) This has been the Southern Tier Close-Up, a weekly public affairs presentation of the station. This program was recorded for broadcast at this time. I'm Kathy White for the Southern Tier Close-Up.
So how are things?